Hello and welcome to Sutra Side Talk. This is episode 14 and I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar. With me is... James Seelig. Alright, so it is Sunday the 26th, I believe. No, 27th. 27th. And we have fulfilled a... Not a promise, but a hope that we would do four consecutive weeks. So it's basically an entire full month of weekly podcasting. Which yeah, has been... Trying to be a little consistent. Yeah. But getting better. Piece by piece, yeah. Uh, probably won't be too long of an episode, just because the news week this uh, this week has been kind of tame, so not too much to talk about, but we'll still yeah. get into uh, what we've been playing. Uh, do you want to start with that? Uh, I've been crazy busy with just keeping up with studies and like classwork, so pretty much the only thing I've played in my, means, in my uh, off time is just Overwatch for maybe like an hour before I go to bed. They got that uh, lunar, not, yeah, lunar new year? No, Chinese new year? Is that the same thing? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> I don't know why, for, for like a second I had like a block on my head and I was like, wait, are those two different things? Anyway, uh, so yeah, new, new skins for characters and stuff, but since I haven't played it for like a ridiculous amount of time and never unlocked most of the stuff for most of the characters anyway, uh, like all the loot box stuff I'm getting is just like, sprays for the characters that I don't care about that I've that I've whatever basically I'm, I've, I've gotten very few of the new items so far which I don't know I'm mostly just playing it for a little bit of fun at the end of the day all right has it just been overwatch and that's about it uh since last we talked I think yeah okay gotcha yeah yeah for me uh, I didn't really play much at home but at work I continued through mercenaries during my uh, breaks and lunch I'm about I would say almost three quarters of the way through, just kind of running through it again. It's been it's been a good time, honestly. Uh, it's still very enjoyable. I actually fucked up though. I got one. Basically, there's 52 targets or bounties you have to collect through it. All the different like North Korean officers and whatnot. And even when I was a kid, I always tried to get all of them alive. One just because I didn't want to. If it's like better to get them alive, I'd try to get them alive. But also the bounties would pay more for them alive. And I remember every time as a kid, there would always be that one, that one bounty that would somehow die. And it wasn't for me. It would always be something that I couldn't control. And this time it happened again. That one I couldn't do. And it's like, I forgot to save beforehand. So if I had preloaded or loaded back to a previous save, I'd have to do like three or four bounties all over. And I was like, nah, it's not worth Uh. that much. But the one uh, that died, uh, I had taken him down. And it was by a building. And a tank was behind... I think the tank was up on a hill. I was in a tank, and they were in a tank. I had already taken the dude down, and I was just, like, taking out something else. And so, when you take someone down, basically, uh, you handcuff them, and they're just on the ground until you throw a a smoke grenade, and it'll signal, like, an allied helicopter to come in and pick up up the bounty, and you get the money. And I hadn't done that yet, because I knew there was still something I had to destroy... And so I still saw shelling happening. So I get back in one of the tanks I took and look up tank on the hill, shoots near me, but hits the building, blows it up where the guy was. And the debris hit the dude's unconscious body on the ground and killed him. So he's still handcuffed. I take out the tank and I like get down and I'm like, oh, it looks like he's still handcuffed and he's good to go. And I forgot, same thing that fooled me when I was a kid, go over and it says, uh... 
what, what did it say? Evaluate target or something. Or no, verify target, which means, oh, he's dead. Just verify that it's that guy so you get half the bounty money. And I was like, oh. fuck. Even when I'm, <laughs> even like, tw- what, what, 12 years later, 15 years later or whatever, like, still can't, still can't get that perfect score. It always, Damn. always happens. But I was like, oh, oh well. the shit out of me when that happens in games. Yeah. So I did that. Um, this last Thursday, I played more with my friend Brandon. Uh, we were going through our Halo shit. And so we got through... I think... Yeah, we got through... Last week, we did Combat Evolved and got into Halo 2 Anniversary. So we finished through all the way through Halo 2 Anniversary. Got, like, all the terminals and everything. Got those... Like I said, the cutscenes were awesome. We still did that shit, though, where he kept... Uh, turning it back to old Halo 2 in the middle of it. Actually, one time I think it actually froze. I forget. There were still bugs. I was surprised the game still has bugs that will still freeze the game. I was like, oh, okay. I guess they never fixed this. But uh, we moved on to Halo 3. And oh my god, I forgot how much I love that game. Like That one is probably still my... It's my second favorite because ODST. But it's still... A lot of fun to play and i cracked up because he couldn't change the settings because it's only what they never did an anniversary of it so he kept trying to change it back to like um. shitty graphics and it was like nice try dude you can't change them anymore it was only for those two <laughs> so that was funny. funny yeah i think we're like already uh where we where'd we stop because now we're doing at least the terminals again but skulls too um and there's a lot less terminals in 3. It was 1 and 2 because they were the anniversaries. They threw in a lot of terminals. But I think we're at... They're invading the hangar. So it's one of the early missions when you first, like, uh, re- reunite with, like, Miranda Keys and Johnson and everything. And you're back at the base and the Covenants start attacking. That's where we are. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so, so real early. So yeah. So, like, second level or something. Yeah, we're pretty early in it just because we pretty much... Got through the brunt of two through that entire day. So we'll probably this, hopefully this Thursday, we'll continue on and get through three. And then we still got Odious two after that. And then four. Uh, probably, honestly, it'll take two or three more weeks and we will be done with at least the collection. If not, get to Halo five. Well, we'll have to do that online though because we can't do split screen. Well, I'll figure it out. Anyway, uh, so I did that. And then I finally got back to. I had a little bit of time. I had one night where I got to go back to Red Dead. So I played a little bit. I'm still in Chapter 2, but basically I did, like, one more of the famous gunslinger missions and took out Flacco Hernandez, or I think his name was Flacco Hernandez. At least it was Flacco. But uh, I took out Flacco. I... I forget who that guy was. Did the I... first mission for your ex-girlfriend to get like her a... brother from the cult. That was actually... Yeah. I really liked that mission. I... The fucked up thing. Oh my god, I freed Micah from prison. And then he was like, hey, let's shoot up the whole town. And I'm like, yeah, what is wrong with Micah. you? Jesus. Why would you do this? And, oh my god, Dude, I like, was... I, I'm not that far, I don't think, into Red Dead. I'm only in Chapter 3. And even still, like, every time you talk to Micah, he, like, is such a dick to... Uh, to Arthur and like vice versa like they clearly hate each other and Micah's just like you know Arthur what's your problem with me and I'm like what's my problem with you you fucking murder everyone you see no wonder you make shit harder for everyone it's fucking hilarious yeah so 
That's not Arthur talking. That's just like me. No, like, no, for sure. Re- re- I understand. Responding to the character. I'm just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and then what else did I? Do? I feel like I did one more mission, but I actually no, I don't think I did. I think I just did those three missions because I can't. I feel like I'd remember another mission. Uh, yeah, I think I just got sidetracked a few times. Uh, I forgot how hard some of the enemies were, like, because I ran into some random O'Driscolls, and they just start unloading on me, and I just died. I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. I think I died, like, three times because I forgot some of the controls a little bit, so I was getting back into it. Yeah, I, But I really once like, I... Hmm? I... I really like that, like, at a certain point in the game, when you start fucking with, like, other gangs in the area, like the Lemoyne Raiders that you uh, come across later and stuff... Like, they'll straight up set up, uh, like, ambushes. Yeah, they'll even you. stop you at a bridge or something, yeah. They're... Yeah, like, I there have been a few times where I'm on my way to, like, a uh, mission start point, and I'll just hear, like, there he is, get him! And just, like, 30 guys come from, like, out behind the trees and start, like, firing at me. I'm like, oh, shit, what the fuck? Like, and it's interesting how it just kind of happens. Like, there, there's no loading and there's no like cutscene for it to happen it's just like it's just a part of the world which is impressive yeah and uh, hopefully i'll play some more this week when i have some free time actually today i was off so i actually got to do other things uh, none of them were gaming today but i'll get to that later and then actually i almost played one more thing well actually i sort of started so i actually reserved anthem uh-oh. And yeah, I went to Best Buy, reserved it because it was like, oh, I got ten dollars certificate, so I got like the. I've heard there have been da- a loosened uh, something Dawn edition, whatever the hell it was, and I got it for Xbox, and it's like, oh, VIP demo, and I'm like, when's that? And it's like right now, and I'm like, okay, so I finally turned on my Xbox, and God knows how long, because even though I've been playing on Xbox, I've been playing at a friend's house and at work, so I haven't actually touched my own in a long time, so I had like the full updates and everything. I was like, oh, just start the updates and everything else. And then switched to Game of Thrones, and I was like, oh, I'll just see this while it's going on. But got it all done, downloaded an Anthem demo, and I'm like, let me try it out. I want to see how this does. And I, like, jump into the world. I'm like, oh, this looks really good. Like, the graphically, it's, it's really nice, especially I, I only have a 1080p TV. So for what I had, it was quite, quite good. And I go in and I start, I'm like, oh, cool, you could talk to all these people. Every single person I clicked on. Oh, you you have to unlock the full game to talk to these people. And I'm like, why would you put this in the demo? And yeah. so I go to uh, to do, like, whatever. And it's like, oh, yeah, go to your, go to talk to this guy. Starts talking to me. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're saying. And then I'm like, oh, my character talks. I'm like, cool. Just like any Bioware game, your character actually talks a lot. So I was like, oh, this should be enjoyable, at least that you have a talking character. And then I go to start the mission, and it's like I had a little bit of trouble figuring out how to start the mission. Like, it was like, press A to whatever, and it's like, oh, this is tracks it, and I'd like go back out of this menu, whatever, to get into the space where I could start it. There's like so many different tabs you have to go through, and I'm just like, why, why, would, you, why would you put so much of this? Yeah. And then I go to start the mission, it starts, and it's like loading. And I'm like, well, this is taking a while. And I look, and there's, like, an actual loading bar at the top. And I'm like, oh, okay. And it's, like, getting there, and it's getting there, and it gets to, like, 95% or something. Like, there's just, like, a f- there's like 5% left or something. It doesn't tell you the percentage, but that's, like, how much it looked like. And I'm like, all right, whatever. It's, it should be done soon. And I'm, like, doing other stuff while I'm waiting. And then I'm like, I look, it's, it feels like it's been, like, two minutes. And I'm like, 
the fuck is this? And I look, and it's, yeah. like, the same spot, and I'm like, okay. And then I go, go back to what I'm doing, and then I look again, like, another minute or two later, and I'm like, this is a great demo. And I just turn it off, and I'm like, I'm done. I don't want to deal with this anymore. Today, and then now, I think that was just, that was last night, actually. Yeah. And today I, like, go on, um, I think I went on IGN, and I saw, like, the demo issues currently going on that they yeah. want to fix and it says loading screen gets to 20 to 95 percent and just stops and yeah. i'm like okay and it says you basically have to quit out of the game then start the game back up again and then try it again and i'm like oh, okay and i'm like i don't want to do that so i just didn't i, I mean i'll try again later maybe uh but i'm just kind of like uh we'll see uh, I mean, it's like what I mean, I mean. They have old republic under their belt, though. They should already know what to do. Uh, if any, but it's still beta. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but so far, basically, I can't say anything about it, good or bad, just because I couldn't get into it, which I guess speaks for itself. And that's yeah. pretty much been I mean, everything I played for the week. <laughs> that's that's the main issue I heard people were having was that there's just like connectivity issues or an infinite loading screen bug. Uh, I saw a tweet earlier from, I guess, someone on the Bioware team saying they're they're trying to fix it as best they can. They supposedly got it fixed on, like, PlayStation and PC, but Xbox was still on, like, forthcoming or whatever. Of course, of all the cons, I, I couldn't choose yeah. anything else. So, I don't know if they fixed it <laughs> yet, but that's one of the main reasons why, like, even from the first time they announced the game, I was like... Destiny launched without like server issues, but it had content problems. Division launched with server issues, I'm pretty sure, but like not so much a content problem. So like at this point, I'm like, I think live they took, actually they still had content problems at the beginning, but eventually they had stuff. So at this point, I'm super cautious about the the launch of live service games. So even though I really want Anthem to be good because it looks kind of cool, but like I'm just a little worried that it's going to have some sort of rocky launch issues. And yeah. So that's why I don't want to pre-order it just yet. Uh, like I kind of want to wait for reviews to tell me it, it's safe, it's good to go. Yeah, because I originally I was it, it of the three like it's a completely different game than like something like Destiny. It's like a third-person game where you're flying around in a suit. Whereas yeah, Destiny is like a first-person like game, a live service game. Yeah, they're basically yeah, they're all basically co-op games except like uh, this one doesn't have any PvP or anything like that. It's very strictly yeah. only PVE, and but on a different set, it has a full dialogue tree system basically, and basically the Bowers feel. And I don't. I guess it's just because I played like it's already. This is the first Anthem game. I'm already in Destiny Two. I've already played the first division and I'm waiting for the second one. So it's like I already have two other co-op oriented games that I'm already invested in. Destiny the most division. The first one didn't grab me as much as I'd liked, but the second one seems promising. And I like the modern kind of type of, I guess, modern urban combat more than like, I was always a fan of Tom Clancy basically. And that's always kept my interest. Whereas, like, uh, I guess from Bioware's standpoint, it's always been on and off with me. Where, like, I love Mass Effect 2. I love Dragon Age Origins and Dragon Age Inquisition. But then, like, Mass Effect 3 was kind of indifferent for me. 
uh, I didn't even touch Andromeda, and then Dragon Age 2 is a big disappointment. So it's like Anthem comes in, and it could go either way for me. I have no idea which way it's going to go. And Yeah, that's fair. It's like, at the same time too, like, of the people I play with, it's you and Brandon. And we're usually in, sometimes indifferent or something on console, or like which one we'd get it for. And I was like, he's like, I'm going to get on Xbox. I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'll get it on Xbox too. And now you're telling me the one console I was going to get it for is the one with the most issues. Or at least the last one they were able to fix. I don't know if that means it's harder. They're having difficulties with it or it's just the last one they got to, but I don't know. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, like, I'll, I'll see what happens, because I'm still going to stick with this console for it. Um, whereas, like, I'll keep, like I said, we'll keep Division 2 to, like, PS4, because that's where we had it previously and everything else. And honestly, like, of all the games that I probably know Xbox people would play, it'd be Anthem over Division. So, I'm like, eh, yeah. that works out for me. Am I crazy that I have, like, a few design issues with the Javelins that, like, I don't like? I don't know. I can't tell you. I couldn't play it. <laughs> well, it's like you've seen all of the javelins are like they're not that much bigger than a normal person. Like they're basically an Iron Man suit. Yeah. But for some reason, all of the legs are the like weird animal bent backwards legs, which is not how normal human legs work. And the way those are supposed to work is that like you're like when it bends, that's the direction your foot is pointing. And for some of the javelins, it looks like you would normally be riding that suit with your legs, like, like you're basically walking around kneeling. And I feel like that would not, like, you're basically kneeling on stilts all the time in one of these robot suits. And that doesn't seem like it would be, like, good, like a good design choice. For, um, yeah, like, I'm looking go- at the designer and I'm, uh, uh, I went to look online. To see all the different ones. And, like, they all have that. And the, the suit hmm. that I was most interested in was the Colossus, which is supposed to be the heavy tank. How does that work? I feel like your, your, your legs are hurt. It's yeah, <laughs> like you saying. come out looks, and your legs it, are just broken. It's like, why like, would you do this to me? And it, it would make sense if it was, like, a larger suit where your your legs literally wouldn't touch the bottom of where your feet would be. But... That's these suits are barely larger than like an Iron Man suit. So yeah, I'm trying to. I'm looking. I'm, I'm trying to come up with an explanation, because like uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like, because yeah, it does the thing where it's like basically where your knee goes and below, like from your knee to your ankle, it goes backwards, like really straight. It's like as if it, it basically so the basically design looks like all their knees are backwards or like I don't know. Or- your foot becomes a joint for like a longer foot. Yeah. Which is, which doesn't seem comfortable. Wait, okay. Uh, if, it, if it is that though, where it's like actually your foot's over here and that bottom area is not even, none of your body's in it, then I'll be like, okay, that makes sense. And everything else like that, that's believable that that could work. I mean, who knows what is in this world that would make sense for that. But if it is actually like, it's like, yeah, dude, you're like, Ben's just like that. I'd be like, yeah. um, Hey you guys, uh, I get you trying to make it look cool, but uh, we have a problem over here. Because <laughs> thing is, you look at Iron Man. I don't think his legs bend that way either. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing is like it, it literally looks like they just did that because it looks like a cool robot design and didn't think how the human body would fit into it. I think okay, so I'm gonna. This is my guess. This is my guess. 
it's they the the feet don't go all the way down that way so they stop no, at they that shouldn't. curve and when it does though because of the legs the way they're positioned it's supposed to be like i guess physics where when you land it's more of like a shock a sh- yeah a, no a sh- it's yeah it's i i was thinking about that earlier when i was watching a stream of someone trying it out where it 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 seems like that design would be for reducing impact when uh, you land force when yeah. you land yeah so but that's the only thing i can think of yeah i never and watched then, anything really about it or anything I, I think i watched like one story thing and i already forgot what they said but like uh in terms of the design like this yeah that's that's pretty much my guess for it yeah and then other than that like it's weird that the default colossus has like a faceplate that goes over his helmet but there's a hole in front of the faceplate and it doesn't look like you'd be able to look out of it which means that the the heads-up display of the helmet you're actually wearing would be able to look through it so then why is there even a hole that would just be a structural weakness that are would you, give people are you like, talking about way. the really big one yeah the colossus i don't think it's a hole i think it's like uh i think it's, it's like just... a tiny viewport are you talking about the glowing area where it's like yellow uh he you can see his visor through that yes but i don't know the weird thing though is that i've seen other colossi that don't have that like viewport which leads me to go like well then why would you even have like a protective faceplate over your helmet that has a hole for people to shoot through whatever yeah i don't i don't know any mech designers so i have no one to really ask for their opinion on it but okay the and then for whatever reason the last gripe i have is that a lot of the weapons you're using are not a part of the javelin itself they're just guns you're holding which i feel like that kind of defeats the purpose of having a mech suit anyway because like look at iron man he doesn't carry guns with him his suit is his weapon but whatever, I'm I'm nitpicking. They yeah, can design definitely. their, they can design their robots how, or their robot suits however they want. That's that's up to them. It just for whatever reason, again, I want to like it because I really like Iron Man and I really like mech combat in general. But for some reason, certain things about the design are irking me. I don't know. I would just suggest, I guess, like finding any development videos on the design aspect and everything else like that. Otherwise, like, go to, like, a Reddit or something that's more, like, based on mechs, and there's honestly probably people that really know a lot of shit about that kind of stuff, and they'll probably be, like, there's probably debates and everything else like that that you could follow. Yeah, that's fair. All right. But I'm trying to think of, like, Gundam, and do do the Gundams normally have, like, big-ass guns and shit that they're carrying? Yeah. I mean, I know some have swords. Yeah, dude, no one else is like Iron Man. Iron Man's a fucking comic character that, they, of course, they do something that everything's in his suit. You know what? You're right. Even even Gellion, like they use giant ass fucking assault rifles. Like, maybe I'm just crazy. I was, okay, never mind. I think you're strike. just trying to compare everything to Iron Man. Yeah, and this, okay, strike the the holding the guns thing. I guess that's acceptable. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd I'd rather have a gun than a. a, a preferably, I wouldn't want something in my suit because the last thing I need is for my suit to fucking blow itself up. So I'd I think, prefer just having guns. Yeah, I guess I'm not also just thinking, again, similar to, like, Iron Man War Machine. He's got, like, literally a Gatling gun strapped to him. He doesn't hold it. It's on him. But whatever. Again, I guess that's just a Marvel thing. That's definitely just a Marvel thing, yeah. All right. So, on to the gaming news. Uh, first up, there's actually not too much, but uh, the head writer of Cyberpunk 77 
2077, uh, is leaving CD Projekt Red, or he already has left, I guess, and has joined Blizzard. His name is Sebastian uh, Stipian. Uh, this is reported by PC Gamer. It's just like, oh, okay, Blizzard's getting a really big writer that was doing CD, uh, doing Cyberpunk, and was, did also uh, Witcher 3 as well. So, that's... I'd wonder what that would be for. Because it says here that it's like, oh, there's uh, Witcher 3 had really three big uh, creative directors, and they just took one of them. I guess it would be for something like maybe like a Diablo 4. Because I don't see why they'd use yeah, that maybe. for Overwatch. I don't see why they'd use that for could, StarCraft. Could he be writing for an expansion to WoW? It could be a WoW expansion. It could be Diablo 4. Or I think it could be something new. But I'm not too sure. Because if it's a Witcher creative director, it's got to be something highly detailed and just something highly story heavy. Which pretty much every Blizzard game is story heavy. Like in incredibly story heavy especially like warcraft specifically and i guess like diablo after that and then starcraft and overwatch are kind of like on the lower areas just because of the amount of stuff that they have around them towards like multimedia yeah i mean overwatch doesn't have much uh, in the way of story in the game it's just their pixar trailers around it yeah Yeah, that and they've got a few comics they've had a few in-game events that are like allusions to previous events in the in the world but it's never really like, here's a cutscene, here's the story. I'm sure there's more fan story than there actually is actual story. There's a shit ton of fan porn, I'll give you that. I'm sure there's a shit ton of a lot of fan <laughs> things involving Overwatch. I think, honestly, that was probably why I would never got into it. Uh, I played one match, and then I watched everyone go on about it, and I was like, this this isn't the world I want to live in, and I walked away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just find it really fun, and like the the amount of characters there are... Uh, it's like a lot of variety to each match generally except when the new character comes out and there and everyone's just like every game has to have this character in it yeah, yeah. all right next up uh speaking of anthem uh there's apparently going to be a social hub in the game it's going to be called the launch bay and it's going to be a spot where one can quote unquote from uh michael gamble's tweet who is uh uh, one of the basically people from Bioware, I actually don't know his position, but he says they can hang out, use the forge, and reload a grab, a reload and grab a new contract. So it's basically like the tower. They're getting their own version of the tower from De- like like in Destiny. Yeah, uh, that's sense. not surprising if anything, because I mean any co-op oriented game like this probably has one now. Division has the headquarters and stuff. Destiny has the tower. I, I think. Don't think the headquarters were shared though. In Division? No. You mostly just played co-op in the city and then Dark Zone? Yeah, it's true. It was matchmaking a lot. Um, Dark Zone and then... No, there was... there. I think there were people in the outpost and... No, yeah, you're right. I feel like Division probably had the least amount of social activity in that sense. You had to, like, actually find, like, group up with people and stuff. Yeah. But, all right. Uh, yeah, that was, that's it for that. We'll see how that... I mean, it'll probably be cool, if anything. Uh, this is probably the biggest gaming news of the week. So the whole time Nintendo said they've been working on Metroid Prime 4, apparently yeah. it's all being scrapped and restarting from the ground up because they have given development to Retro Studios, and Retro Studios were the people that made 
the original three Metroid Prime games. Which are literally three of my favorite games of all time. Yes, he has talked much about it in our childhood. And Dude, I could go on for hours well. about Metroid Prime alone. <laughs> I know, which is why you will not hear. Okay. No, I'll try. <laughs> but yeah, it's a... It's one of those things where it's like, oh no, we're not going to get Metroid Prime 4 for a long time now, but at the same time, you're going to get... It's a thing of like... What would you call it? Anxiousness and impatience versus quality, time and care and love, and then you're going to get probably a product 20 times better than what you'd get right now because you're just wanting the next thing. So, if any, like, yeah. we're probably not going to then get a Metroid game for quite some time, probably honestly. Probably not like, for another, like, at least three years. Yeah, probably not three years or so. In return, though, you guys, whoever wants to play Metroid is going to get a most likely awesome game because they did great with the previous three, and this one, I don't see how it could be any different. It could always be different, but basically it just sounds like a better, better deal right there. So well, Nintendo's smart for doing this move, I'd say. What was funny to me was that I thought it was weird that Nintendo even went with another developer in the first place. The weird thing, weirdest thing about that is that they never, as far as I'm aware, definitively said who they had working on. I think it was in-house. The, I heard that one of the rumors was Bandai Namco was working on it, which... Oh god, I forget what other game they worked on recently for Nintendo. Oh yeah, it yeah, it does say reportedly. But you know, and not that Bandai Namco makes bad games, it's just I wanted Retro to work on it from the beginning because they were the ones that worked with the first trilogy. They they know at this point how to make a good one, at least as far as I'm aware. Plus, I can't think of a single bad game Retro has done for Nintendo. I mean, the Donkey Kong games, they've somehow revitalized both Metroid and Donkey Kong for Nintendo. Wait, was uh, was Funky Kong in their game? Yes. Okay, in, uh, yeah, they're, they're, in fucking, Tropical Freeze. they're fucking amazing. I, I, in dude, Tropical there's Freeze so much I gotta for play Switch. for Nintendo eventually. I'm still playing, like I said, once that Vita, once the Vita's good and done, I will finally get into a full Nintendo fix probably for portability. Yeah, but yeah. so, so I thought it was weird when they announced Metroid Prime that they didn't have Retro doing it because when Metroid Prime Three came out, like for every one of the games, they have a one hundred percent clear tease for what's coming next, maybe, and they had one of those teasers at the end of Metroid Prime Three. The game, uh, I don't want to get into it because it would take way too long to explain, but basically. They hinted at something for another game. So I thought they already had something planned, which was why when Nintendo announced that someone other than Retro was going to be doing it, I was like, wait, so did they just get the story from Retro or are they just not giving a shit about that? It's going to be something completely different. And now, like, I kind of like how they worded the, the press release, how they said, you know, we're... We're aware this is probably going to upset a lot of eagerly anticipating fans, but where the game is at this point, it is not up to our standards of quality. So we're restarting it again with the guys that first did this. So I, I just liked how they said, you know, it, it's you know not quality. We're doing it till it is, basically. So... 
I'll, I'll wait as long as it takes to get a good Metroid Prime 4 from Retro, if I'm going to be honest. And I will too, so I can play the other Metroid games in an entirety because I haven't really played many. And also, I haven't really played any Nintendo games for that much, for that matter, actually. So, there's a lot I need to play. Uh, take I all the still, time you need. <laughs> yeah, I can still maybe hope that they can make a Metroid Prime trilogy re-release for Switch. Oh, that'll probably happen, if anything, to yeah, bide everyone's time. Yeah, That'd be fucking amazing. I would, I would never stop playing that, <laughs> probably. Yeah. But alright, that's pretty much all the gaming news, actually, for this week. Yeah, um, much. On to what we've been watching. James, what have you been watching? So, I got a few things. I watched both Fire Festival uh, documentaries, the one on Netflix and the one on Hulu, just to see which one was better. Which one did you like more? I enjoyed the Netflix one better. Like, that one was... Maybe it's just because it was the first one I watched, but it was more shocking to me, like, how badly things went. Like, the whole thing was a scam basically and it was one of those things where i i'm not even sure the dude who put it together was aware that he couldn't pull it off i think the whole time he was just hoping that like oh by the time i said this is going to come together it's going to come together and everything will be fine everything will be fine and it was not but the the hulu documentary went more it was more focused on the effect of social media and and why social media and the rise of the millennials it's like you said that the rise of the millennials yeah. like they, that's basically how they put it was you know with the rise of you know millennials growing up in the age of the internet you know and especially in a tumultuous time of the world you know like multiple wars that America is involved with, you know, shit's just going wrong. So people want to escape and the internet allows for escape more easily than ever before. So that's why fire festival was so popular or at least So the Hulu documentary proposed it, it was because millennials at this point want anything to escape from reality and this idea of basically the perfect Instagram vacation of a music festival with like hot models on Pablo Escobar's Island is the perfect millennial vacation. And that was, that was the main, I guess, view of the Hulu documentary was how social media had, had to do with it. While the Netflix one was more about, the impact that the failed festival had on everyone involved. I mean, they got a bunch of people to come forward with their stories of like how like like this one uh, construction worker guy was who who was contracted to have his people help build the uh, the festival. Like literally, they were just like, we don't have enough time and people. To, to do everything you want us to do. I need to keep hiring more and more people. And he kept hiring more and more people because the guy in charge, Billy, was like, don't worry about it. Everything will be fine. Just do whatever it takes. So the guy hired like hundreds of people to work round the clock to, uh, to get everything built. And then when nothing, when everyone, everything like fell apart and Billy couldn't pay anyone, 
they literally just like left and left that guy to f- deal with the hundreds of people asking for their paychecks. Cause like, what are you going to do? Like they, they worked for months without pay. It's bullshit. And it, like, uh, there was a restaurant owner who basically became the de facto caterer where just all of a sudden they drove all their buses full of people when the festival happened to her restaurant and was just like, feed these thousands of people. And she was out like $50,000 of her own savings to pay for all the people that she had to hire to deal with the festival. And yeah, so that was the main point of the Netflix documentary was what, like what it did to the people of that Island. And, and, and the, I guess the victims of the people that were defrauded as well. Yeah. It, honestly, there there were so many moments in both the documentaries, but particularly the Netflix one, that I was just like, holy shit, how is that possible? Uh, and then other than that, I watched the, uh, the new season of The Punisher. How's that so far? You watched the whole thing? I watched the whole thing. I finished it yesterday morning uh, before I went off to the library and started doing work and stuff. And I enjoyed it, but the whole time I felt like they, like there were basically two story arcs in the, uh, in this season. One, uh, involving what happened to Billy Russo, who is now Jigsaw, you know, the the guy that from the first season that he like smashed his face through the mirror, uh, he is back and he's got shit going on with him. And so that's one of the storylines of how do we deal with that guy? Uh, And then the other storyline was while Castle was off doing his own thing, trying to live a nonviolent life, he runs into a girl who is for some reason being chased by some mob that is well-connected and so basically the storyline for that is like castle needs to protect this young girl and figure out who's going after her and why and kill them. And the two storylines have basically no intersection at all. Like I thought it, I thought at some, at some point in the season, there had to be some bridge that would bring these two stories together and it'd be one epic conclusion, but no, not really. It kind of, both things happened completely separately the entire season and it just felt like there was no reason to have both of those stories. Like it would have been better if they just focused on one the whole time, I guess. Well, Because either one, either one would have been fine. Okay. Well, I haven't watched either. I haven't watched the show yet, so I guess now I know exactly what will happen, sort of. Uh, well, now I'm I know they won't connect. I'm trying to keep it vague so that you don't know how each storyline gets wrapped up, but... <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah, no, they definitely... Both storylines have a conclusion. It's just they don't ever intersect. At least I, I can't I got remember you. No, I got point. you. You don't have to keep telling me more about it. <laughs> you have to delve deeper into it. Thank you. <laughs> Um, no, I'll, still, I'll watch those still entertaining in the, overall. I'll, I'll watch those in the fire festival stuff after I get through my current, uh, watching lists and whatnot. 
Yeah. Or my current watching uh, ongoing shit. Yeah. Was there anything else you watched, or was that it pretty much? Nah, I want to get back to Westworld and watch the second season finally, but uh, that's all I had time for this week was those three things, basically. Okay. Yeah, so for me then, I pretty much... Uh, well, I watched uh, some of the NFC AFC championship games Yeah. for football. Yeah, so... Oh, my God. It's just... It's always weird watching now because the Niners are not good. Uh, for those that don't know, the Niners are our home team, so we always root for them. Or I root for them. James, you're not really big into football. No, uh, but when when I do, I, I root for the Niners. Yeah. So Gotta, gotta rep the home team, man. Eh? Of course. Even when they're trash. Which, Absolutely. unfortunately, they have been this season. Uh, Otherwise, you're a Fairweather fan. Yeah. So, like, uh, yeah, just watch the games. They're good. Um... The Pats are going to be playing the Rams in the Super Bowl, so that's going to be interesting. I'm not sure who to root for yet. I know most of America will obviously go for the Rams because everyone's tired of the Patriots. I kind, yeah, I, I honestly am too. It's just I'm, because I'm in that boat. <laughs> Tom Brady once again is just is he lives he's from San Mateo, which is basically next to San Francisco. So it's like rooting for your local guy. That's the only reason I've been going for the Patriots. Once he's off that team, I'm like yo. I don't give a shit about this team just like everyone else, and I'd like to see them kind of just move to the side so other teams can finally get up there. But I'm still stuck in the same predicament where it's like, oh, Tom Brady's there again, and he still hasn't retired, so I'm, I feel obligated to go for him or go for the Rams just because, one, they're the underdogs. Two, they, uh, they're they from L.A. Well, again, they're from L.A. again because it was L.A., then St. Louis, now LA, L.A. again. And... At the same time, it's like, well, what if it was baseball? If it was the Dodgers, they'd be like, yo, fuck the Dodgers. Like, I'd want any team to beat them. But in this case, I'm like, well, it's football, so it's a little bit different. There's not as, I mean, they're in the same division as us, so there's still a rivalry, but it's not as big, if anything. So I kind of feel like I'd want to go for them. So I'm, I'm kind of torn still. I'm not going to be as probably emotionally invested as I am in other Super Bowls. Uh, fun fact for those that don't know, they probably don't, uh, the most emotional day of the year for me usually is the Super Bowl. That's when I'll start shouting and screaming on the occasion crying, but that was only when it involved the 49ers playing. That's an entire different story, though. But uh, we're going to get that on February Dude, 3rd, I and I got that the was, day off. That they, Last time they were in the Super Bowl was when I was at Riverside. I remember watching that and getting like crazy invested because I was like, finally the Niners are in there. <laughs> Dude, I watched that at school and like uh, we watched it in the common room uh, for the when the Niners were at the Super Bowl and or at a common room for one of the dorms and it wasn't the dorm I was in. But basically, usually every Sunday we'd watch uh, movies and I was like, guys, I know we usually watch movies, but I'd really love it if we could watch the Super Bowl just this week. If we do, I'll buy us snacks and drinks and everything. So they're like, yeah, so we watched it, and like, everyone's more invested in me than they are in the game, so they're all watching me just go crazy and frantic watching the game, and <laughs> they're like, dude, you're the best thing I've watched in a while, because <laughs> you're going all over the place. And it was great, apart from like one dude being kind of, uh, he did that weird, stupid nerd shit, where you, it's, 
It's weird. Did it's he like, intentionally say like, "Oh man, they got a home run"? Yeah, he did the fucking sports ball bullshit, and I was like, "Dude, oh my god!" It's so cliche at this point. It's not. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was just stupid. It was annoying. But and then it, it was weird because I got that tendency because I played football in high school. And I was just like, "Oh god!" It's like it's like my instincts and my my blood tell me to go put this man in the toilet, but. <laughs> is it, like, I probably could have on it. I'm thinking back. Actually, I may have been able to, given the opportunity, but that's unbecoming, so I would not have. Uh, you are a civilized man. I'm a civilized. I am no brute, and I'm not tall <laughs> enough to be a brute either. And I'm yeah, I'm not. I'm not in a brute shape either, so it wouldn't work out. I was a very small football player, um, but yeah, the the game. We'll see what happens. I'm not sure who to root for yet. I'll probably feel like I probably won't know honestly until the day of. I'm not going to do it halfway through and just bandwagon, but uh, I'll, fi- I'll figure it out beforehand for sure. All right, so next up, uh, what, did I, what else did I watch? Oh, I got through both seasons of Game of Thrones uh, on my catch-up. Yeah, so, I mean, it's basically two seasons a month starting January, so I finished both seasons for January. Um, one and two are done. Of course, highly enjoyable, but, they're, dude, watching it again now, I'm like, there's parts I just... I'm like, I don't want to watch this because I know what happens later and I want to deal with this. It's like everything, the whole relationship between Rob and, Al- and Talissa building up. And you're just uh, like, oh no, I have to deal with season three all over again. And it's just like, even in season three, when I watched it the first time, I knew it was going to happen because I read the books and I was like, oh God, I have to watch this. And then like, they made dude. me think they weren't even going to do it. I was like, oh, they're not going to do Oh, you motherfuckers. Dude, but, that was, like, the funniest thing when I was at Riverside, and everyone was... I mean, everyone's still into Game of Thrones, but, like, that was when Game of Thrones first became a thing, and I, like, started reading the books because I couldn't watch the show at first, so I got way past the show in the book story, at least at that point. So I knew The Red Wedding was coming, So based off of how everyone was talking about the show and what they were getting to. It was like, oh, yeah, they're going to have a wedding at, at Lord Frey's place, and I was like... Ooh, that episode's gonna be insane! And they're like, "What? Why?" Like, uh, I'm not gonna say anything. I just, if it's anything like the book, you're gonna be screaming. You told them and that? I, yes. Oh my and, god, dude, you really gotta stop. You're you were probably one of the worst people I know about spoilers. I swear, you're gonna give no, them dude, some edge, dude. There's better no so they don't to know sp- at all, though. Don't give them any inch. You're supposed to be completely unaware. Yeah, that's that's fair, I guess. I because then like they're the looking, wedding. they're looking, and they're waiting the whole time for something. Then, but the dude, there was, no, <clears throat> I could never have predicted that. Like, if you told me like oh, shit goes down at the phrase, I would not have predicted exactly what happened because that that would have seemed inconceivable to me based off of like the laws of the land that they had set up. That is true. Yeah, like that is true. one of the most sacred laws of theirs is host rights like yeah no one breaks those yeah yeah so well i already know what happens but february it's gonna be season three and four i'm like oh these are the best seasons for february valentine's day is right there and then you got the red wedding you got watchers on the wall you got all the shit that happens with your favorite relationships, and you're like, oh, God, not again. So that's going to be great. Um, but Dude, I, I want to watch Battle of the Bastards again. That that fucking battle scene is, is, like, one of the most insane, most amazing things I've ever seen in television 
history, if I'm going to be honest. Oh, no, it's fucking crazy. Dude, all their battles are fucking crazy, though. Like, if you want, like, there's, like, the battle song. You just watch Blackwater. You watch uh, Watchers on the Wall. You watch Hardhome. And you watch Battle of the Bastards. Watch those four. And we'll actually now, for the fifth one... Actually, you could probably have six now. You'd have, uh... You could add the battle between the the Dothraki and the Lannisters... And then you yeah. could add also, basically, Beyond the Wall when fucking John and his John and the Magnificent Seven go to fucking get claim a zombie. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I'll be talking more about it next month, of course. And then after that, because I finally caught up with that, I want to catch up with my current shows that are not on Netflix because they actually premiere once a week. And that was The Gifted, which is, God, like probably 11, 12 episodes in now. I got up to the sixth. And it's it's going pretty good. They're introducing more of the, uh, what are they called? Um, purifiers. The For those that don't know, Purifiers are, in the X-Men universe and like Marvel, are the mutant, they're like uh, crazy zealous. And basically, zealous hate group-oriented anti-mutant people. So they'll do whatever it takes to basically just to eradicate mutants from Earth. Like, that's their pretty much their plan. They're like, we want to defend the human race, so we're going to kill off all the fucking mutants and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, it, it's cool because there's so many factions this time. Like, you got the Mutant Underground. Uh, like, last season it was the Mutant Underground and uh, uh, Sentinel Services. So it's like basically the secret police, practically. And then uh, this season, they're gone. So you have Mutant Underground. You have the Hellfire Club, basically. You have the Purifiers. And you have the Morlocks. Oh. Yeah, they added them the Morlocks, too. And they're very, like, basically, you fuck your wars, fuck your shit. We're just going to live down here and be free. Uh, We don't care about anyone else. We'll just help each other. Basically, the mutants that are too freakish to live on the surface. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, so I probably got, what, five episodes to catch up with? And then I think the newest season of Gotham, the, the final season of Gotham started, so I gotta get to that. And then uh, hopefully the other shows didn't start again yet. I think it was like Archie, uh, Riverdale, and Legends of Tomorrow and Black Lightning. Hopefully they're still kind of on hiatus, because I'm like, I need a break so I can catch up on other shit, but we'll see. Right, I'll see what happens after I go through these Fox shows. But yeah, that's uh, pretty much what I've been watching. And then we still have uh, our movie TV news. Uh, first up, following the success of Aquaman, uh, there was an interview with THR, or THR had an interview with Tony Emmerich, who is the group chairman for Warner Brothers. Uh, each DC film will be standalone as its own entity going forward, basically. So, uh, they're not going to be as connected, but they're basically, they'll, they want to make sure that they come first as their own story before they're kind of sent overall as like an, a connected web, like the Marvel universe. Uh, they're going for a more standalone route, I guess you would say. Cause yeah, it seems when I was looking at the guy's interview, it sounded like he was basically trying to go in the opposite direction of Marvel. Where he's like, we're we're gonna do our own kind of. Uh, so, are there still gonna be Justice League movies though? 
I would assume so. Just with, uh, I, I, yeah, they, they, they will. I think they're just basically saying instead of it being a connected web first, it's going to be like they want to make sure each character has their own story at the strongest possible quality. And then after that will come the connection to the extended universe, most likely. Yeah, that's unless they because I don't think they'd end it all together. And if anything, yeah, it does help. Like look at Aquaman. Aquaman by itself was great. Yeah, they have too much money invested in it right now. I think to do a complete reset. Like I think they, with the amount of money that they've put into it so far, they will want to try to salvage as much as they can, as opposed to just like restart again. Yeah. Especially since Aquaman did so well. Oh, yeah, especially, yeah. And Shazam pretty much seems standalone. Joker is definitely standalone since it's not even the same universe. Which one? (laughs) Uh, The Joaquin Phoenix one, the only one coming out this year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. The other one is the Justice League one. I mean, sorry, Suicide Squad joke. Yeah, but he hasn't he doesn't have a standalone film yet, or at least if he no. I think they announced one, but they haven't new they haven't talked about that for actually like over a year or so. Harley it's been like two years. Have her own movie? Yeah, but they haven't talked like I said, if we do if we ever do a DC special, we could talk about all the different movies they Oh, said you mean they just movies that are already have a set date. Yeah, because they, okay, they basically okay. announced that they do these solo movies for them, and then that was it. We never heard anything after that. Alright. Yeah. All right, that was that. Uh, we've been getting some hotspot, like, kind of mini trailers for the, the usually, like, 30-second ads they put on TV for, like, Shazam and Godzilla now, which is pretty awesome. Uh, nothing new in the Godzilla one, except for, like, there's more radio voice. Like, when you see... Uh, I forget her name. Basically, uh, Eleven from Stranger Things, you see her in the, yeah. in, in the movie. Uh, she's on the radio and like usually just you hear like a monster sound and then she freaks out uh in this hot spot you actually hear someone else talking on the other side beforehand and that was pretty much it and then uh shazam it's just kind of like uh just some extra scenes which is pretty cool uh but that's pretty much all there has been for the hot spots. Nothing we, else. We got to see him trying or like flying around and fighting the doctor, whatever his name Dr. is. Dr. Savannah. Who I literally was like, wait, is that Black Adam? <laughs> no, that's not Black Adam. Black Adam doesn't have a missing eye or like a white no. eye. No, that's true. Well, that's why I was super confused because it just it looked like it was the dude with the missing eye but he was wearing the Black Adam suit and cape. Like, basically a black version of the Shazam costume. And I was like, what? Yeah, because it sounds like he's being powered by the Seven Deadly Sins, which makes sense. Yeah. That, like, that they're, I heard afterward. Those are all uh, Captain Marvel villains, pretty much. Like, Seven Deadly Sins are supposed to be what the... Um, the Rock of Eternity's protectors were supposed to be fighting against. So that's why there's like supposed to be, like, seven protectors... Mm-hmm. Um, like in the comics, there's actually six of them. It's uh Billy, Freddy, and some new ones as well, Mary Marvel, and like they have three adopted kids they added to it. I honestly don't remember their names because there's so many of them now. But they're pr- they're very new to the whole Captain Marvel lore. Uh, but they basically were like, yo, let's get a, one of every race. So there's like a Asian kid, there's a Latin kid, there's a little black girl. And because they're all adopted, they're all in, they're one family, but they're all adopted uh, by the same two parents that basically plucked them all from somewhere 
and are actually raising them. And they're not like creepy parents or anything. They're actually like these really nice, fun-loving parents. And then it's like, where'd our kids go? Oh, apparently they all have superpowers, so we don't even have any idea of that. Um, but they're supposed to counteract the seven deadly sins. I believe the seventh member would be the tiger that Billy has. Or he doesn't have a tiger, but there's the tiger at the zoo he visits, and that tiger gets powered at 1.2 in the comics. So... Six kids and a tiger versus seven sins, basically. Except in the movie, it's just Billy and Freddy. And it's just Billy with the powers, probably. So it's just me, Billy, fighting Dr. Savannah, powered by the seven deadly sins. And if anything, they can make a sequel with the seven deadly sins. And then bring in, like, the full Shazam family or something like that. But I'm not too sure. Uh, But yeah, that's pretty much everything for uh, Shazam. Uh, what else do we have? There's actually Spider-Man? not much else. What? Did did the Spider-Man trailer came out last week? Yeah, that we already talked about that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Speaking of Spider-Man, though, uh, this is uh, so that Morbius movie. Uh, Matt Smith was cast. I'm not sure what he was cast as, but uh, he's gonna he's going to be in it as well now. Remind me who that is. Uh, you should know more than me. Oh, Matt, sorry, Matt Smith, the Doctor Who guy. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I just had a mental block for a second. Yeah, because I've never really had any investment in him, because uh, I never was a fan of Doctor Who. The only thing I've seen him in was Terminator Genesis. I uh, can't really say anything good there. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I think he was Skynet. He but was. He, uh, he was like the representation of Skynet. Yeah, but basically, I guess I'll see him now in spider-man or in the morbius movie and then uh he was cast in episode nine of star wars previously so we'll see what he is in that honestly it'll just probably be an imperial officer because he looks the part pretty easily and then yeah, uh, i can see that what else do we got oh pokemon fucking detective pikachu already got a sequel uh ordered for development oh, i thought that was supposed to be for the game that's for the movie yeah, because it's got a. It says uh, with the twenty-two Jump Street writer. Oh, yeah. Weird. So there's that, and then okay. uh, what is? Oh, there's. So we got two last things. I actually didn't even get to read these too much, but Jan and Bob has officially gotten a reboot. So mm-hmm. I guess they're starting over. And I'm kind been of talking about Jane interested and Silent Bob in it. For a while. Oh, S- S- Saban Fi- Saban Films. And Universal Entertainment, I guess, are the ones basically funding everything for it. And S- Saban, isn't that Power Rangers? Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> they're being That's funded by Power Rangers pairing. and Universal. That's interesting. But it's interesting also because I guess this is their third attempt at continuing that kind of universe. Because uh, originally they're like, we're going to do Clerks 3. And then I think it was Randall, the actor for Randall, didn't want to do it. So I think his name was Jeff Andrews, if I remember correctly. But he didn't want to do it. That's if I, I used to listen to the Kevin Smith podcast, but this is what I'm I'm pretty sure. But then that all fell through. So Clerks 3 is not happening. And I was like, shit, we we're going to get Clerks 3 and now we're not. Because it was like, we we're getting Kevin Smith movies that I lost. I wasn't really interested in. Like, I used to love all his movies. But then like uh, Red State came out and I was still, I was like, this is kind of cool. Uh, it was, it was enjoyable, but it was like kind of like a one-time watch it. And then what was after that? Tu- was Tusk after that? Yeah, Tusk was after that. I that couldn't finish was... it. I was, I was like, I, I don't want to deal with this movie anymore. I, wa- I saw a trailer or ad for Yoga Hosers 
and I straight up was like, I'm not doing that. And then he's just been directing like episodes of The Flash and Supergirl. And I stopped watching Supergirl and I stopped listening to his podcast. So I've just kind of lost interest in kind of like his area at this point. But I was like, Clerks 3, well, I remember the good things with that, so I'd I'd be cool with that. Oh, no, it's not happening more. Well, fuck. And then now he was like, Mallrats 2 is happening. I was like, yeah, fucking Mallrats 2. Besides the Clerks, the two Clerks movies, Mallrats was probably my favorite one. It was like fucking chocolate pretzels and shit. You you gotta love that shit. And I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, this would be great. Yo, Mallrats 2 is not happening anymore. And I'm like, I I just don't... Okay, great. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Are we... Don't tell us this if we're not going to get it. But now there's a reboot happening. Um, it's bittersweet at this point just because it's almost like I felt like I moved on from those characters. Like, it's kind of like the door closed completely for them. But, I mean, if it's good, then I'll... I mean, if it's good, then cool. I'll like it, but I don't know. Uh, my interest isn't too big because I'm not... Just basing on it that I saw, like, the that it said it. And if it was me, like let's say me five years ago and I'm like oh shit yeah or like I guess eight years ago or something but now me now I'm just kind of like okay that's cool do you think the clerks three thing fell through because that was owned by the Weinstein company and he doesn't want to work with them anymore dude that was way before that was that I thought that was like no I know he started working on it I am almost positive that it wasn't him and his relationship to the Weinstein company you think it just fell through I I'm honestly 100% sure they both fell through. Mm, all right. Yeah. But yeah, so honestly, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm interested. I just am not excited, if that makes any sense. But no, we'll, we'll just see how it goes. Um, I'll be watching it as it progresses, because it'll be cool to watch this happen. And I think I stopped at it. They, they made an animated movie, I want to say. I just completely forgot it even happened. So I'd, I should probably watch that. Yeah, I forgot about that. And so this is, uh, alright, this is my favorite piece of news for this week. Warner Brothers announces the next Christopher Nolan movie is coming to IMAX July 17th, 2020. We don't know what it is, but it's coming. That's it? Yes. (laughs) That's all I need, honestly, to be honest, because Christopher Nolan is my favorite director, I have loved almost every single thing he did. Almost. Like, I fucking loved Interstellar, The Prestige, uh, Inception. Of course, the Dark Knight trilogy is my favorite uh, comic book movie. Like, basically superhero-oriented films. Yeah, I was, like, those I was are thinking, still the best for me. I was, I was thinking the other day, like, how fucking good is The Dark Knight? Yeah. My, 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 actually, my favorite is still The Dark Knight Rises. That shit was... Really? Yeah, I I am in a, I'm in a very small minority where my films are ranked Dark Knight Rises at number one, Batman Begins at number two, and Dark Knight at number three. I have nothing really? against the Dark Knight. I love the Dark Knight, but I just like the other two a lot more just because I've realized like it's also a part. A part it's about the story and the villains. Like I I love all the stories, but the villains themselves for me like I've always enjoyed Bane and like the whole idea of like the league of assassins and stuff more than i have the joker the joker is always i I like the joker but he's never been my top anywhere near my top list of villains specifically yeah that's fair yeah so yeah but yeah i'm I'm excited to see what it's gonna be because um it's sad because the two types of movies i wanted 
Nolan to direct. I'm like, what's two genres you'd want I'd, you'd want to see him do? And I'm like, okay, uh, war, like World War Two specifically, honestly, because uh, uh, didn't he make one? Yeah, so war, World War Two and Western. I'd love him to do those two. And he did Dunkirk. That was his last That's film. It. it was World War Two, but it was very underwhelming. Like it, it's hard to say because everyone I know didn't like it. I don't think I know one person that liked it. Um, I myself was very disappointed just because it's like nothing happened. It's just a bunch of guys on a beach and shit. And it's like, honestly, who knows if that's actually kind of what happened, but it was very, it was done in a tone that was very anticlimactic. Like it's just kind of happening and you're just kind of like, okay, uh, visually and audio wise, it was amazing. Like, honestly, the, uh, the year it came out, I can't remember which year now, I think it was 2017. That was the best sounding movie of the year. I could tell you that. That was it, the one main praise I heard of it was like yeah. the sound design was fucking amazing. Sound was amazing. Cinematography, all, it should have won for both of those, honestly. Like any award, any other cinematography, audio design, like for editing and mixing, like it was great. It was so freaking good. And it was just the plot itself that was just kind of whatever. Like the only person you're kind of like interested in is Tom Hardy because it's just you're like, oh, cool, it's Tom Hardy in a plane. And that's the only reason. If it wasn't Tom Hardy, I don't know if I'd be as interested. That's the sad part. But it's just because for me, doing Dunkirk, like the whole story of Dunkirk, for those that don't know, is a bunch of, it's when the Nazis are blitzkrieging through Europe they pretty much beaten everyone, and they're already pushing through France. And the French and the British are there fighting. And at a certain point, though, the, the British are like, we're done, we're going to get out of here. So they all retreat to a specific, like, area. It's called Dunkirk. It's like a full... It's a coastal city. And uh, the... Because the, the, basically the French lines were split in two. The Germans uh, broke through and, like... A small pocket of the British and French were stuck there, whereas, like, the rest of the French were up north of the country. And if I'm, I'm hoping I'm saying this correctly, I'm really big on World War II history, but I'm, of course, not an expert at it at all, so I could say something that's not accurate. But in it, uh, the British can't get out because they don't have enough ships, so Britain sends all their civilian ships out to get them. And I so... I think one of the issues was also the the shallow waters were too shallow for their carriers, battleships yeah. and carriers to get in. So the only ships that could get there were like civilian ships. Plus, so, like uh, the Germans, I think were in the water at that point too. Yeah, uh, German navy. But the, whole, the 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 other big thing with it was that they were pushed. The German forces are pretty much closing in, and you have pretty much like the british at the beach you have other french over there too and then the french are pretty much just fighting them holding them back the french are stopping the germans from getting to the british and the other french and so incredibly the, tense situation the civilians come in and rescue them and they get all the british out and it's supposed to be they, they get them in they get out and they come back and they get a bunch of the french but i think if i remember correctly thirty thousand french soldiers stay behind so the others can get away they hold the line against the Germans so the British can get away and the rest of their military can get away. And basically they're left there when the Germans overwhelm them and they basically surrender. And so thirty, the, the remainder of that force basically just gets taken. <clears throat> so it's 
a story where then Nolan's just talking about the British just being on the beach. It doesn't talk about the French. The only there's only one French soldier, and he or no, there's only the French soldiers at the beginning of the movie that are like holding an air. The French soldiers defending, and then uh, briefly for a second because you never really see any Germans except for like the very end when they uh, take down. They basically uh, capture Tom, Tom Hardy. And then uh, one French soldier that's trying to get away because he disguised himself as a Brit. And it's just like, oh my god, you could have told the story of the French holding off the Germans. Like, the guys that literally stayed behind so everyone else could get away. But instead it's like, <clears throat> the rescue itself, but... Which I get, but it's... Uh, I, I would have... I don't know, I just would have chosen something different. I, I mean, it says something where I probably liked it more than everyone else I know liking it or everyone else I know didn't like it. I was the only one that sort of enjoyed it. People straight up just said it was boring. They flat out said it. And I was like, shit, it kind of was, but I don't know. It's like Nolan. I probably have like kind of rose colored lenses for him specifically. So it's hard for me to really say too bad, but it was honestly probably his weakest film by far. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, I'm hoping his next film, like, yo, maybe give me my Western. I want my Western. He never That'd said he'd neat. do one, but it's just like, yo, I'd love to see what he could do with that genre. And I'd also now love to see him do another World War II movie that's not Dunkirk. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I want to see him do North Africa. I want to see him do the British North Africa. That would be cool. I, I would like that. Because that, there we go, you got, that satisfies everyone where you'd still get action, but you'd also get an epic, and you'd get just a lot of tense because it's a bunch of people in a desert fighting like how is that not tense especially if it's like uh general montgomery versus uh general rommel which for those that don't know general rommel was the desert fox he was one of the best german generals during the war and probably actually the one i'd probably admire most in world war ii and i'm jewish but actually he was uh against the whole like anti-jewish portion of the nazis he actually was among the group i believe that wanted to take out hitler and then they made him kill himself so his family wouldn't die the nazis made him kill himself that's all if i remember correctly but anyway uh we'll see what christopher nolan movie comes out next but it comes in 2020 around my birthday so that's cool and that is all of the news we got actually for this week once again a short episode Less than an hour and 20 minutes. A little bit over an hour and 10 minutes. Um, I thought for sure that it wouldn't be enough stuff to get past an hour this time. But. I know. It's because uh, you were talking about Anthem. Well, I talked about Christopher Nolan, and you talked about Anthem's uh, specific and pieces. And Metroid. Yeah. <laughs> that's very true. And also Fire Festival. Yeah, I, I went a little <laughs> overboard on what I was watching this week. I'll, I'll give you that. But yeah, uh, so if you want to contact us, though, leave us any feedback, positive or negative, or have a question for the show, email us at sutrasidetalk and at uh, sutrasidetalk at gmail.com, and we will basically, uh, if it's something we can read, we will read it on the show and answer it. Otherwise, if you want to follow us on Twitter, follow us at sutrasidetalk, follow James at invaderjim124, follow myself at underscore raider underscore, and also... Um, we are still, we're on SoundCloud, we are on Apple Podcasts, and we are on Google Play Music or Google Podcasts, whichever one it is. Honestly, I'm not too sure anymore. Uh, but if you do listen to any of the three, 
if you guys want us to continue doing this, please subscribe, give us a good review, or uh, honestly, yeah, if you want us to continue, it would be giving us a good review, because that's how we would continue, is yeah, if reviews stack up, uh, we get more subscriptions and follows on any of these different platforms. The more we grow, the longer we'll stay around, because currently we've got zero uh, people at least listening and following on Apple and Google, and right now we got about thirteen, like 12 or 13 on SoundCloud, which is cool, but... For us to kind of be doing something like this, where we take one to three hours possibly a week to record, and then I have to edit for the same amount of time, as well as basically pay a monthly fee for SoundCloud to provide a RSS feed, uh, just kind of gets a little cumbersome for us. And if we're not getting that too, mu we're not getting too much, then we probably won't continue. Like for sure, we're gonna go up till March, and then we're gonna kind of decide from there what we're gonna do. Yeah, just, just let us know. This is worth keeping going, I guess. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd love to keep doing it. It's just yeah, we just yeah, gotta get that. Uh, gotta it. get that people wanting us to do it. It's not even about like us getting paid for it. It's just about having. Are we are we talking to the thin air? Are we are, are people listening? That's the only thing. Are we just recording our conversations for posterity reasons? Yeah, for yeah, exactly. <laughs> but all right. You guys have a great one. We will hopefully see you next week for a fifth week in a row. We'll see how long we can continue this. We will try to do yeah. our best. Yeah, thanks for listening.